The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Let's talk about change, because one thing's for sure, your next great and glorious adventure demands it. All you need to do is let go of the past that's creating your future, those ghosts of abuse that limit you. Yes, it might all fall apart before it all falls together, and that's okay. Will you answer the call of radical and orgasmic aliveness? Will you choose you? Welcome to Dr. Lisa Cooney on Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything, your guide for creating a life that's light and right and fun for you. Hello, hello, hello. This is Dr. Lisa, and I'm here with Amy Hirsch, and we are talking about horses and going beyond abuse. Hello, Amy. Are you with us? I am. Cool. So today is May 31st. Hope you all had a great Memorial Day weekend. Some of you had a day off yesterday. Some of us were working, namely myself, (laughs) and probably many other people as well. However, how y'all be out there? I hope you're doing good wherever you're listening to this show from. And we're coming to you live from Cedar Haven Stables in Cedar Hill, Texas. So today we're going to talk about horses and going beyond abuse. Um, You know, Amy, you're really the, the horse expert here. And I'm more of a newbie connecting with my unique capacities uh, that I'm learning each and every day with. So what can you tell us about uh, yourself and horses and what would you like the people on the show to know? Well, I got into horses really just about 10 years ago. Um, I had a rocky marriage. I had um, I had just gone through some postpartum depression after my second child, and I was really looking for something um, like a way out, something to um, make me feel better, honestly. And um, horses had always just been in the back of my mind. I rode as a as a um, at camp for two summers when I was about eight and nine years old, and I just always remembered it being something that felt good. It felt good. I felt like proud. I loved the outfit that I wore and I loved all the tools that we used with horses and just being around them. I just remembered it being a place of like of confidence and like joy in my body and I just knew that it was a place that I felt good. So when I was at a hard time in my life, I it was like in the back of my mind. It was it was kind of like a whisper, if you will. Um sort of beckoning to me. And I remember someone in a play group that I was in uh, telling me to, you know, I should go take some lessons at the place where she rode. And I did. And I've got to tell you, I was scared to death. Like, my whole body was shaking. I mean, I was terrified. And I knew that there was something there for me. Um, 
And my body kind of had a memory of writing as a kid. And um, there was like an imprint that I had. And I kind of fell back into that a little bit. But I got to tell you, I don't think I could walk for two weeks after, um, I, you know, after my first lesson. I mean, I literally was really sore. And um, I knew that I never wanted to go through that soreness again. <laughs> so I pretty much made a commitment that I was just going to keep riding no matter what and see what happens. And, you know, it wasn't an immediate click for me either. I remember, um, it, you know, it was so challenging for me at one point that my teacher said, um, you know, you don't really have to ride. <laughs> like she was giving me a total out. Or, you know, you can just do some trail riding. Like, that's okay. And um, I was like, no, I, you know, I think there's more for me here. So I began taking lessons. I ended up leasing a horse. And I just ended up not being able to get enough of the space and the time and how I felt when I was around them. So literally every moment that I could basically kind of sneak away from my family and my two small children, I would go to the barn. Um, so it became like a total refuge for me. And then um, I ended up leasing a horse. I ended up actually buying a horse that came to me. I didn't really go searching for it. Um, and then when my kids were old enough to ride, I, I wanted to buy them a pony. I wanted to buy them a horse to ride. And so I kind of, I got really involved in like the searching for the perfect horse and just learning more about the barns where I lived. And I just kind of went on this whole search and ended up buying my kids a pony. Um, and just Honestly, there was this feeling of just, I want more, I want more, I want more. I want more of this horse energy in my life. How can I create that? And I ended Let's up... Let's talk about uh, that. Let's talk about the horse energy and, and whatever. Because we're as we talk about this on the show today, like we wanted to bring about personal space and expanding the zone and being out of control and, you know, what can come up for bodies being on and around horses. <laughs> So what is it that, what is the energy that you're speaking to? What is the energy that I'm talking about? Um, basically, it's kind of what I was alluding to. It's just this huge sense of peace and um, well-being and almost like a healing energy that they provide. And like you can just be with them. Like you don't have to actually do anything or um, worry about anything. Like, there's just this huge amount of space that I think that they um, kind of just are by, um, you know, the majestic beings that they are. Is that what you're asking? Okay, so let's talk about a little bit about space. And since this is a beyond abuse, beyond therapy, beyond anything kind of show, talking about being around horses and being around the space with horses you know, for people that have been abused, space can be very dangerous. It can be very scary. It can be very worrisome because most of people, myself included, um, when there has been abuse, um, they were usually doing something fun or, you know, going to a candy store, hanging out with friends, watching TV, being actually treated nicely by somebody. And then that space became infiltrated or violated with um, or infested with somebody else's needs or desires 
um, essentially eliminating that person's beingness. So you're talking about space, you're talking about beingness. And as we connect it to abuse, we're, we're also bringing up for the bodies that have been abused, you know, that space could be dangerous, that the space and infiltration that occurs with abuse could bring up so much stuff for people around horses. Now, I know that I've been around horses for the last six months or more now, and becoming really more and more each day comfortable with the space of being to listen into the, those whispers, if you will, of what the horse is communicating, what the horse is being, and then expanding my space and expanding my zone um, completely out of control to connect, commune with that energy. So let's talk a little bit about that. So first of all, everything that brings up and lets down for everybody listening on the show, right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And what construct of miraculous awareness and space of being, creation and embodiment are we now capable of choosing, actualizing, manifesting, and using with horses and moving beyond abuse to construct a new physical reality, a new mental reality, and a new boundless and limitless reality based on infinite possibilities? Everything that that brings up and lets down, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So why don't you talk about the space of being with horses, and then I can link it to um, the stuff with abuse. Say that again. Bring, talk a little bit more about the space of being with horses. Yeah, I, yeah, I was listening to that, and, you know, I don't think I was super aware of any of that when I first, um, when I was first with horses, it's almost, it is kind of like a leap of just stepping into sort of a trusting of the universe, if you will, or of your surroundings and um, kind of letting go of actually knowing what's going to happen or what's coming up next or whatever. Because I remember when I was first with them, and like I said earlier, you know, it was, it was terrifying. And... It was like what was I terrifying knew there was something, to you? Huh? What was terrifying to you? Actually, the not knowing. I mean, I didn't know one thing about the tech that was used about, and I know that you've had, you know, potentially some of this too, as I've watched you kind of be introduced to being around horses. And, and there is such a, there can be just such a level of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll never know what I'm doing. I'll never learn all this stuff. You know, it is so overwhelming. Um, you know, how will I ever be comfortable? And it's, it's actually like being okay really with being really, really uncomfortable. And almost like kind of looking beyond that. I mean, I think when we choose anything that's out of our comfort zone, it is so uncomfortable. And, and how do we choose to like to do it anyway? Like just kind of follow some kind of instinct to be like, you know what, there is something in this for me. What happens if I just stay with the discomfort and, you know, push beyond it? And I, I wonder if any of that's come up for you, with you, just being around horses for the first time. Well, definitely. Um, 
For everybody out there that's listening, everywhere that you've been terrified or in a not knowing or in a discomfort or uncomfortable space of being, um, with anything new that you're trying, whether it be horses um, or, you know, exercise routine or, you know, juicing, let's just destroy and uncreate that. I was working with someone yesterday, right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds, where we got to the space of being where they gave up trying. It's either yesterday or the day before. They gave up trying before they actually even attempted something new because they already believed they couldn't do. So everywhere you stopped yourself from doing something new because you already believed you couldn't do, and somehow that's related to the abuse that still plagues you, let's destroy and uncreate that. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. It's very true that when you're abused, um, things, those moments are absolutely terrifying and your body freezes. You have a complete unknowingness of what's, what's occurring and usually you pop out of your body. There's a complete anxiety and discomfort in your very being, in your very body that in order to survive, most of us pop out of our body and have to deal just in order to deal with what's going on. That's what they call surviving. And so what if there was a different way of pushing beyond the discomfort and embracing the discomfort to move around what is actually occurring so that you could actually do what you desire, what you desire to do and don't allow anything to limit you, especially something from the past that still plagues you. Everything that brings up and lets down, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So we're going to go to break. We'll come back from break and we'll continue talking about horses going beyond abuse and more. Feel free to give a call at 1-888-346-9141. Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment the fight is over an invitation to a new experience of you is waiting Dr. Lisa Cooney shares with you how to let go and move beyond abusive energies of the past beyond all obstacles beyond anything and into your generative space of creation where you have direct access to the whisperings of consciousness what is better for you than you're currently allowing yourself to do and be? Health and wellness? New relationships? Business ventures? Choice? What would you let go of if you were no longer a slave to abuse and the energies of radical and orgasmic aliveness were available to you? Because they are. Everything in the universe desires to collaborate with you, but you must first choose it. No one can stop you but you as you move towards something greater, to an embodiment of the most important thing in your life you. What else is possible from here in this lighter, more expansive version of yourself? Visit DrLisaCooney.com today and find out. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Welcome back to Dr. Lisa Cooney on Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. Connecting you to a life that's light and right for you and a new reality of ease, joy, and fun as a possibility you can choose for you. If you have questions or want to reach her or her guests, call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141 or email va at drlisacooney.com today. Now, let's return to Creating Radical Aliveness. Hello, 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 beautiful beings. This is Dr. Lisa and Amy Hirsch, and we're talking about horses and going beyond abuse. So before we went to the break, we're talking, Amy was telling her experience about with horses and asking me some questions about it. And one of the things that I became really aware of, which is totally linked to um, what I track back to my own abuse, is sometimes when I have to go out into the paddock and get um, the horse that I ride, Gypsy, um something really interesting occurs and there's this moment that I I have her and I start putting the halter on her and if I don't necessarily move quick enough or get my energy big enough she gives me that one chance and if I don't do it then she runs away from me and then I gotta spend the next 15-20 minutes trying to get back to that moment with her and after this happened continuously over and over and over again I started to ask some questions you and I have talked about it and I linked it back to um, something that I was really surprised about, which is, Amy, you were reflecting to me that when you go into the paddock, you get real your energy, you expand your zone, and you get really and your personal space, and you get really big. So, for those of you that don't know what that means, expanding your zone to get really big, you can think of it like some of the examples I've done on the show about expanding your energy as space, 500 million miles up, down, right, left, front, and back. And just get really, really big. One of the things that I also do is since I've been riding Gypsy so much, what I've been attempting to do in the last few weeks is like say hi to her energy before I even get into the paddock and expand my zone to match her zone, which is really an interesting experience every single time because sometimes it could be so far out there I can't even touch the ends of her because there really is no end of it. And sometimes, like, the right side of her zone is bigger than the left side of her zone, or the front of it is bigger than the back side of it. So it's a constant juggling of communing with an energy that is non-tangible. And what I notice as I'm doing this, one, when I'm not thinking so much about it, I can just walk up right there, put the halter on, no problem. When I'm actually thinking about it so much, planning, configuring, computating how to get her, you know, I usually don't. And the most important thing that I realized, which was di- directly connected to my own past history with, with abuse, is that I didn't want to get big. Now I can do it, but I didn't want to get big. I didn't want to command that energy the way that I've seen the trainer here do or you do, Amy. And it's not like I don't be that bigness. Like I do it here on the radio show. I do it in my sessions. I do it in my classes. But I just want to put this out there, and I'll let you respond in a moment, and just everybody else out there, everywhere that you don't be the bigness and the magical capacity, and just like the be- the big being that you be in those areas that you're more confident, and in those other areas where you're less confident, that you become like the shrinking, kind of pathetic, if you will, um, no name, no energy, no being, 
um, in some of those areas in your life. Let's just destroy and create that split, that disparate universe where some ways you show up big and some ways you show up beyond small. Everything that you locked in, decided, judged, concluded, and computed with that, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, ball, nine shorts, boys and beyond. So, Amy, can you talk about like your own personal space, expanding your zone as it related to some of the things that I was saying and being out of control? Yeah, I actually, I love that example that you gave just now because that was a turning point, and I remember it, you know, really well when. Um, we, when we went out to the paddock together and tried to get Gypsy, and I, um, something happened. Either you or I didn't get her, and I got, I got really big, and we came out, and you said, you know, wh- what's going on? Like, what is this? And I said, do you feel my energy right now? And my energy was huge. Like, I was like, we are doing this. And, you know, there's no other, nothing else is happening here. And um, you were like, yeah. And I said, well, this is how, you know, this is you when you facilitate classes. Like, your energy is huge. And I've seen you facilitate energies in a class, like, in such an amazing way. And it's just, it's not even a question for you. You just, like, that's who you are. And um, I, and when, you know, both of us put those two things together, it just was like, oh, and I remember a light bulb going off for you. And I just, I do wonder, like, how often, I mean, a couple of things, like, how we, how certain things in our lives are so easy to be big with. Like, for me, it's easy to get my energy a certain way around horses. Like, that comes very easily to me. I sort of know what to do. And for you, it's like that with your clients, with your classes, with, you know, your radio show. Um, and how, and then there's other things in our lives that, you know, are so challenging for us. Like, I tend to shrink away in relationship or, you know, with my kids or just, you know, whatever it is. And it's just so interesting to see how we are so able and easy in certain parts of our lives and then not in others. Um, you know, just really to take a look at that. And then also I've thought about other times in my life where I was big or I have been really, really big. And how often have we been put down for that, cut down for that, um, judged for it, made fun of, because I, I remember specific examples, not only in my childhood, but even, you know, in my adult life where I was called a Category 5, and that wasn't meant as a good thing. <laughs> or, you know, I know that I've called you a tsunami of change. And, um, like, how often are we not actually received for how big that, you know, we can be? So we've kind of put this little safety valve to deflate ourselves and fit in better. Um, so, yeah, everywhere, I just want to that out there. On the show, everywhere, all of you, all the safety valves that all of us have put on us to lock us into not being us, let's revoke, rescind, recant, renounce, denounce, destroy, and create the forever commitment to that. Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. What if you being you in every moment showing up fully as you, is what the world is requiring of you and is what you require of you to be happy, joyous, and free. Anything that doesn't allow you to be that, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyond. So what have you made so vital, valuable, and real about um, shrinking, turning yourself off, 
in this reality, in however you do it, that keeps you from creating your miraculous reality totally beyond this reality. Everything and anything that doesn't allow you to know, be, receive, and perceive that, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys, and beyond. So I'm going to take a caller here, and we'll continue with this in a moment. So Ramana, this is Dr. Lisa and Amy. How can we contribute to you today? Hello, Dr. Lisa. Hello, Amy. Hi. Hi. So first of all, I would like to thank you. Uh, like 10 years ago, um, I did all my studies about diploma. So right now, I'm on my diploma project. And that moved in last month. Say, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Say that again. So now I'm doing my diploma. I have no idea what's happening. Hold on a second. Yep. Okay, sorry about that. So 10 years ago, what? I finished the entire thing, my studies, but the diploma. Uh-huh. So now, now I'm doing my diploma after 10 years. How's it getting better than that? Right. That's so thank you. you. You're welcome. So, the clearing, so you're being, the clearing you're being, work, right? Things work. You're being big in this area. So what's your question for today, honey? My question for today is that right now in this intensity, it's a lot of work to do the diploma. So right in the midst of this intensity, my father decided that he needs me urgently to help him with something, and I'm not willing to do it. And now he's putting this pressure on me, and in me, in my energy, it's like... Like I split my energy, like I, I'm not willing to do it at the moment, but still a part of my energy like goes to him instead of staying in my zone, in my space. Okay. So what do you love about giving your energy to his space? Like a part of me feels that I'm responsible for him. That's what you feel like. But what do you love about giving your energy to his space? Truth, first thought, best thought. No thoughts. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So, if you were being big like you are with doing your diploma now, and you really got honest with yourself, expanded your zone, allowed yourself to be totally out of control, what's coming up for your body right now in your own personal space about giving your energy to somebody else's space? Truth. It's kind of protection or something that was stopping me so far. Okay, it's protection about what? From not finishing, from not uh, doing the final step. Not, not finishing. Yes, not doing the, like, uh, as if uh, me being small and not finishing my project would keep me safe. Okay. So what I'm going to ask you to do, Romana, is as we go to break, 
Take a nice deep breath in. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. And really ask yourself this question. Who am I being when I give my, sp- my body over to some, my space over to somebody else's being? What am I being when I give my space over to somebody else's being? And what lie am I buying into when I give my space over to somebody else's being? Everything and anything that doesn't allow you to know, be, receive, and perceive that, can we destroy and uncreate it? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, man. Because until you know what you love about it and get really honest with yourself, you're going to keep doing it. Okay. So when we come back from break... I don't want you to tell me what it is. I want you to tell me what you love about it. One thing you love about giving yourself over to somebody else's space. And we'll go from there. This is Dr. Lisa, and we'll be back after the break. to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The fight is over. An invitation to a new experience of you is waiting. Dr. Lisa Cooney shares with you how to let go and move beyond abusive energies of the past, beyond all obstacles, beyond anything, and into your generative space of creation where you have direct access to the whisperings of consciousness. What is better for you than you're currently allowing yourself to do and be? health and wellness, new relationships, business ventures, choice? What would you let go of if you were no longer a slave to abuse and the energies of radical and orgasmic aliveness were available to you? Because they are. Everything in the universe desires to collaborate with you, but you must first choose it. No one can stop you but you as you move towards something greater, to an embodiment of the most important thing in your life, you. What else is possible from here in this lighter, more expansive version of yourself? Visit DrLisaCooney.com today and find out. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Welcome back to Dr. Lisa Cooney on Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. Connecting you to a life that's light and right for you and a new reality of ease, joy, and fun as a possibility you can choose for you. If you have questions or want to reach her or her guests, call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141 or email va at drlisacooney.com today. Now, let's return to Creating Radical Aliveness. about giving yourself over to somebody else's space? I guess I call that love. Okay. So, everywhere that you define love as being, giving yourself over to somebody else's space, can we destroy and uncreate that? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And everywhere that you 
have a resonant frequency in your body to always put yourself in someone else's space and allow somebody else's space to be in you. Can we revoke, reset, and recant, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate the forever commitment to that? Yes. Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. And everywhere you, whatever age, time, place, dimension, and reality where you decided that to allow somebody into your space and to you to go into somebody else's space and call that love, all the oath, vows, fealties, communities, commitments, agreements, binding and bonding contracts to that, can we destroy and uncreate it? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and mouths. And would you be willing to give up being an amoeba? Yes. <laughs> right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and mouths. And I've always said this from the beginning of this show. When we're abused, our energy has been infiltrated, our space has been violated, and our consciousness has been anesthetized. So what would it take for you to show up as you? Choose you, commit to you, collaborate with the universe, conspiring to bless you, and then creating from there. Okay, my friend, we're going to get back to horses and moving beyond abuse. Keep going with your diploma, and thanks for calling in. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye now. So there's so many things that I've learned about being with horses and, and how I've had to expand my own space in order to like expand to the zone of the horse and really become more comfortable in not being me, but at the same time, allowing myself to be more of me. So it's kind of like embodying a space and an energy and a consciousness that doesn't have a form, structure, or significance to it, but there's a flow, there's a movement within it. And, and that space, especially when you've been abused, can be difficult to um, bring back. But here's the thing I want to let you all know. You've always had it, and even though it, you were abused, does not mean it goes away. It just, like I was talking about with Amy in the previous segment, it, you just have to reawaken it and choose to no longer shrink away. And just be the energy, space, and consciousness of unfolding the miraculous capacities of who you truly be. And I'll tell you, every single day that I'm with the horses, I learn something different. From being in a bad mood and, and gypsy jerking really quickly and scaring the crap out of me to actually realizing that she's ridding my body of the bad mood by her little shake or, you know, walking around, walking around and, and just being, if I go on the wrong side of her, she lets me know that I'm doing something that she doesn't want me to do. And so I've had to learn how to be in my own space while being in her space and at the same time be 
my space without being a form and structure and allow her to be her space without being a form and structure. And that has been such, such a generous lesson in beingness. Because for me, growing up, I was never, it was never cultivated that anybody desired me to be other than what they wanted me to be for them, what they wanted my body to be to them, and what I was supposed to be to bend, fold, mutilate, and staple myself with the priests or the nuns or my parents or, or whomever. So being with horses is this whole other way about moving beyond and getting around those energy, uh, those energy consciousness stored in the cellular memory that is known as PTSD, that does stop us from being the bigness of who we be, that does prevent us from choosing beyond um, the constriction, the cage of abuse that I talk about on the show all the time. And that has been the greatest gift for me. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So it's kind of like this misnomer, if you will, because I'm talking about being with horses, which requires you to be space and energy and consciousness. But I'm also talking about abuse, which your energy, space and consciousness was infiltrated, violated and anesthetized. So... What I have found is by being an energy, space, and consciousness of me, while being around horses, energy, space, and consciousness, no form, no structure, no significance, it has brought up in my body so many memories, known and unknown, consciously and unconsciously, that have literally stopped me in my tracks. Like I felt like, you know, a kid on a, you know, on a bicycle when I was learning a bike. Like I didn't know how to move, how to walk, how to balance myself or any of that stuff. And then day by day by day, the more I go and halter the horse, the more I put the, um, you know, brush the horse down, the more I learn how to feed the horse, the more I know how to open and close the gates, the more I don't get scared, the more I keep my presence so aware of anything, the more I learn not to look directly on at horses in, in the eye because that like will trigger them being preyed upon. All these things allows me to step more forward in an energy space and consciousness of embodiment versus a form, structure, and significance of somebody trying to hypervigilantly vigilantly control their um, surroundings by shrinking away their beingness. Everything that brings up and lets down, lets destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. It's been quite a process, I have to tell you. So, now I'm talking about horses now, but this could be your dog, it could be your cat, it could be um, riding a bicycle. It could be swimming, it could be surfing, it could be learning how to drive, it could be, you know, testing out a new relationship and, and being intimate. There's so many areas that this could apply to about how to be in communion within your energy space, within your own energy space and consciousness, but without hypervigilantly controlling your energy space and consciousness.
Everything that brings up and lets down, lets destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pop and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So how many of you have been refusing to actualize your miraculous capacities and abilities and the miraculous possibilities of being with horses, of being with animals, of being in relationship that you truly and actually are? Everything that that brings up and lets down, lets destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And would you be willing to be out of control, out of definition, out of linearity, concentricity, out of form, out of structure, out of significance? Because to me, this is what it takes not only to be with horses, but what it has also taken me to get around and move beyond abuse. So everywhere, all of you are refusing to claim, own, and acknowledge what it takes for you to be out of control, out of definition, out of linearity, out of uh, concentricities, out of form, out of structure, and out of significance, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Now, that's another thing with abuse. I don't say that clearing statement lightly. You know, I, if, you, if you're signed up for my newsletter and you get my e-zine, you know, we send out every week, I talk a lot about about there about being a control freak of magnitude and as I and I know that because as somebody that has over two decades of abuse I definitely ordered and controlled my reality by understanding by using my brain by hyper vigilantly ordering everything out in front of me because I felt so out of control inside and here I am going into a paddock with thousand pound animals <laughs> that don't speak that could kick me and knock me to the other side, that can totally overpower me, you know, with one quick brush, brunt force, and I'm taking a small chained, you know, if you will, halter, putting it around their nose, and walking them out to the next task, which is to put their the saddle on and brush them down and the bridle and all of that stuff. And then the next task, which is to actually get on them and get on the lesson. And then the next task, which is take everything off and, you know, get them back to the paddock. So I'm forcing myself, if you will, to move beyond and get around my own fears, my own uh, frozenness, my own shock, my own trauma, my own areas that I don't even know or unknown that are so unknown to me still where I've locked down myself to keep myself in the past every day attempting to configure a new reality. And every day that I do it, I configure a new reality. I'm wondering what it would take for you to be willing to do that. We'll talk more about that on the break, after the break. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back after the break. to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The fight is over. 
an invitation to a new experience of you is waiting. Dr. Lisa Cooney shares with you how to let go and move beyond abusive energies of the past, beyond all obstacles, beyond anything, and into your generative space of creation, where you have direct access to the whisperings of consciousness. What is better for you than you're currently allowing yourself to do and be? Health and wellness, new relationships, business ventures, choice? What would you let go of if you were no longer a slave to abuse and the energies of radical and orgasmic aliveness were available to you? Because they are. Everything in the universe desires to collaborate with you, but you must first choose it. No one can stop you but you as you move towards something greater, to an embodiment of the most important thing in your life, you. What else is possible from here in this lighter, more expansive version of yourself? Visit DrLisaCooney.com today and find out. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Welcome back to Dr. Lisa Cooney on Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. Connecting you to a life that's light and right for you and a new reality of ease, joy, and fun as a possibility you can choose for you. If you have questions or want to reach her or her guests, call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141 or email va at drlisacooney.com today. Now, let's return to creating radical aliveness. Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. And we'll be talking about a lot of different things today about horses and going beyond abuse. And Amy, are you with us? Yes. Okay, great. What would you like to contribute and add regarding all of this stuff regarding horses and moving beyond abuse? Yeah, I was just going to say kind of in the final segment that um, horses model a different reality for us. Like, there's no judgment, there's no wishy-washiness, there's no holding on to emotion or anger or anything. They communicate really clearly, really quickly. Um, You know, I think being from families where maybe there were mixed messages or different things going on, uh, you know, I had never experienced that before, so... That was really a big deal for me to just be in an energy where I could just be and I didn't have to constantly kind of what you were saying, like calculate and worry and not know what was going on and have mixed messages and have, you know, somebody say one thing, then do another, whatever it was. And um, I, I just think like that is one of the biggest contributions of being around horses. And I don't mean just like one, you know, maybe just one time. Um, you know, it, it may not be something that can be absorbed. I think there is something to say about actually taking time, and I think that's what you've been doing to a certain extent is just like building on the experience and giving it time to unfold and not going with maybe the initial fears or overwhelm or whatever that it can be, but actually expanding into the infinite possibilities that horses actually offer us um, when we're open to it. And I think that's why it's one of the things that I've just never really gotten tired of or gotten over or had to move on to something else or gotten bored with. And it really is because the space is so huge. It was like when you were referring to gypsies, um, 
you know, zone. I mean, the zone is huge, and that really is our zone as well. And so it's like horses just really, like, allow us to tap into and then begin imprinting with some of these things that may not have been modeled, you know, anywhere in our lives. Like, where is no judgment modeled? Or where is not holding on to grudges or not holding on to anger? You know, where is clear communication modeled? And, you know, when I first came to horses, like, I didn't have those skills. And they were my teachers. And when I didn't follow what they were teaching me, there were consequences. And it's like you're saying, you know, there's consequences um, that can happen when you're hanging around 1,000-pound animals. And um, I learned really quickly, and sometimes in a scary way, what happened if I didn't speak up, if I didn't follow my instincts, if I didn't follow my intuition, if I let other people, like, take over for me or, you know, um, acted like they knew more than I did and didn't follow something that I actually did know. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, I... I've learned so much from them and gotten so much from them, and I'm excited to see you experiencing some of this and kind of on your journey and seeing what it opens up. And I think it's just the start of, you know, what is possible. And, you know, and then just lastly, like, what, what does being around the movement of horses, like with, with our bodies, and I wasn't even actually aware of, you know, what my body actually got from riding until, you know, I would take a break from it or even as other things unfolded through doing lots of body processes or lots of body work. And I just realized what a contribution actually riding, you know, is to my body, the movement, the feel, you know, everything has just been such a contribution. And I don't know how much time we have left, but I was wondering if you might speak to just what, what, you know, what it has contributed to your body and, and what it's opened up. Well, I think I like a lot of the stuff that you um, shared, so there's many things that I want to say about that. But the, the part of my body mostly that has opened up is really just a fluidity and a flow. There's a certain movement when you're on a horse, when you're getting the horse, as you know, from the paddock, putting the, getting the, the saddle on, the bridle, you know, the pads, everything walking them over to the arena, getting in the arena, and then riding on them, that every muscle, ligament, cell, tendon, organ, and system of your body is present and awake and attuned in a way that I have never experienced before. I have done a lot of physical activities before, um, but never to the point where every part of you if when you're riding and getting ready to go over jumps or cantering or whatever that you're doing, the way your shoulders have to be and the muscles behind your shoulders need to be and your calves and your thighs and your ankles pushing down and then how you have to hold the reins and where you're looking and how your jaw is, all of that seems like a lot and it is, but I find it an exercise, you know, a daily exercise of becoming 100% present and in communion with me. And whenever we're 100% in communion with ourselves, we are living radically alive. And it makes it easier for us to choose ourselves, commit to ourselves, collaborate with ourselves, and then create the living that we would like to be. 
And when we've been abused or been traumatized or suffering some sort of constriction or tragedy, we abandon that for denying, defending, dissociating, disconnecting, and being completely eliminated from our own presence. So for that, I'm very grateful about being embodied. We're in a body, we get to be in a body. And as we be in a body, horses has been the greatest um, exercise, if you will, being around horses for me about a presence of embodiment each and every moment. True, true, and I love what you said about modeling a different reality. Horses do model a different reality. And what if whether you're around horses or not, you could model a different reality by just what we're saying here today. What if you didn't have to hold on to things? What if you were able to communicate clearly? What if you didn't have to calculate or be hypervigilant? What if there was no judgment? What if there were no judges, uh, grudges? What if there wasn't any protection you required? What if tuning your awareness on and stopping any aspect of shrinking away off could be the presence that you desire every day? Everything and anything that doesn't allow that, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So we have about a minute left. What would you like to leave our listeners with today, Amy? Well, anybody who wants to come and experience horses can come visit us at Cedar Haven Stables. And hopefully we'll be creating some classes which can actually put to use some of the things we've talked about today. Cool. How's it getting better than that? There's your invitation, my friends. So here's what I leave you with. What energy, space, and consciousness can you and your bodies be to commune with yourself, commune with the earth, commune beyond your personal space by being within you and allowing all of your awareness to come to you. Everything and anything that doesn't allow that, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, we're on good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And if you happen to be in the Dallas, Texas area in the next couple of weeks, I've got a whole bunch of classes lined up from the Embrace Your Roar class, which is Moving Beyond Limitations, Constrictions, and Abuse, to some Bars classes, Access Consciousness Bars classes, Foundation classes, Body classes, and a couple of other fun things. Until next week, my friends. Thanks for listening. I hope this was fruitful for you. Feel free to email me at va at drlisa.cooney.com. And until then, be you beyond anything and create magic. Thank you for joining Dr. Lisa Cooney this week on Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. Please be sure to tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, make this week yours.